Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm Dee Owens. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast on Instagram. And then you can follow our Facebook at wine and symbol wisdom podcast. I have here today Angelica. So welcome Angelica to the show. Hi. How are you? How are you? So Angelica is actually in Texas right now. Um, and she's an hour behind. <laughs> Yes. How's the weather there? Um, not Pennsylvania weather, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I am used to fall, and I'm used to leaves changing, and I'm used to the cool weather, and it was 83 degrees today. Oh, wow. So, and I've been walking back and forth to get Luna, and it has just been brutal. I am ready for sweaters <laughs> and boots and jeans. I'm so over the heat. I bet. How is it like in like December, usually? Um, it honestly starts to get a little chillier around then. Okay. Um, so we're going to go through a whole month of October and it's still going to be in the 70s, 75s. And then once we get to November, like towards the end, towards Thanksgiving, that's when it kind of dips down to like 50 degrees. Okay. The coldest it's ever been here is like 30 degrees. It doesn't really go below that. Oh, wow. That's not bad at all. I could, but probably on hot days, it gets like over, like probably past a hundred. Oh, it is. It's literally like you'll be inside your house and you walk outside and it's like you walked into an oven. It's just I don't know how the hell I wound up in Texas. Oh my gosh. So funny. So Angelica, um, I've been like following you. I don't even know. We went to both went to Keystone. I went to Keystone for some time. But I don't think I met you at Keystone, but I know we had a lot of like mutual friends. Um, and then just somehow social media social media could be such a good thing um i like started following her it's like i don't know she's just one of those people that you could like like you just love to watch so i figured today we would talk about her life um with her family and she's also um a stay-at-home mom so we're gonna get into that today um so i'm excited to get to know you a little bit the first thing I want to talk about is like your uh, early life, like how you were growing up. Um, did you have like single parents? Were your parents married? Um, what was that like growing up? So growing up, my mom had me when she was 16. So my mom was a teen mom. My okay. mom and my dad were both 16 years old. Um, they wound up having me at 16, my sister at 17, and my other sister at 18, like back to back to back. <laughs> like we were just all very close. Okay. Um, and then when I was three years old, my dad was actually murdered. I'm sorry. So um, we went, basically, like my mom was a single mom of three girls by 18 years old. Wow. Um, so it definitely was a journey. <laughs> and um, I love my mom to death. And I know that she did her absolute best with all three of us. Um, as well as somebody could being a yeah. single mom at 18 years old. Um, but uh yeah, that's how it kind of was in the beginning. Um, I love my mom. Uh, I love my sisters. We all were very close because we're all so close in age. Like my yeah. sisters are my best friends, you know? Um, I do have a little sister as well, but she came into the picture about like my mom after my dad died, like she did not date anyone for about mm. five years. Wow. And then she that's when she got with um, my little sister's dad. And then I have my little sister, her name's Kaylee. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, there's me and my, my three sisters. Okay. So I'm sure like watching your mom, um, you know, as a single mom and how strong she was and how she always put it together. I'm, I'm pretty sure that put effect on you and, you know, to you as a mother now. Yes. Um, really what I, and I feel like this not really necessarily like what my mom showed me, but losing my dad at such an early age. And I hope I don't cry because I'm going to do my best. because I might cry to too. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try to talk without crying today. Okay. So I feel like I'm getting my deep. Mom, I'm so sorry. My mom, <laughs> my mom uh, seeing us not have a dad growing up, I've always like wondered because my mom is, um, I did an ancestor DNA test. So we always say that we're Italian, but we're more like, 
German and Irish and British that okay. we were Italian, which I didn't know until I did answer history DNA test. But my dad is full Puerto Rican. Okay. And growing up, I always felt like there was something like missing, you know, because that's a whole like heritage right. language that like me and my sisters never got to experience. And I always like would wonder like what our life would be like mm-hmm. if he was around, you know, like would we know Spanish? <laughs> would right. we still live in Philly? Would we still be in a different um you know, like, I don't think where I am right now, I would be if he was there. And what really, um, I guess something that really stuck with me, don't cry, um, really stuck with me was really wanting to have that family unit Got it. and really wanting to have a mom and dad in the house. Mm. And that was just really like seeing the way that my kids are with my, with Josh, you know, um, you know, Luna and Manny's at the age right now where I was when I lost my dad, you know, mm. and I see, I see how he's like, where's daddy? Is daddy coming home? And I just think about how hard that might've been on my mom, you know, mm. to like have to listen to us, like say those types of things when she was that age and stuff. And I just, having a family unit is just so important to me. So that's definitely one thing that really, really stuck with me. Um, yeah. And my mom has always been a very present mother. You know, she's always made sure that we read and this. So that's really um, something that made me want to be a stay-at-home mom as well. Like, she's always been very hands-on. That was so... uh, I can totally, um, like, sympathize, empathize, everything. I lost my father. I was older. I was 14 when I lost my father. But it was at a time where I felt like I kind of needed him. Like those were like my growing years. I was so I can completely understand. And I always wonder too, like how different my life would be if he was around. Cause I definitely feel like my life would be totally different in some ways if my dad was around. Cause I, maybe I would have lived in Philly as well. My dad was from Philly. So maybe I would have lived there. Like it's just so, so many like questions. So I can completely understand in that way. Um, and I do want to say your family is beautiful and I really do. You guys are such a cute little unit. And that's why I really wanted to talk about your family because you guys really are. We're a little crazy. No, that's all good. That's all good. Um, so, you know, watching your mom, you said basically kind of, you know, made you want to be a stay at home mom. So you, did you always want kids? Like, was that always... A picture in your um, head? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I remember when I was like a teenager. Um, so my sister actually wound up being a teen, a teen mom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had her, my nieces when she was very young. Mm-hmm. And I think having the babies in the house really made me like, you know, cause we also lived together. Like we were all still together. Yeah. Uh, made me realize that like I was not ready to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I love my nieces to death. Like we all kind of like, we're together doing that together, yes. you know, like, um, there was time when we them on a road trip together, like Ella and Mill will always be babies to me, even mm-hmm. though they're nine and 10 now, I mean, 11 and 10 now, you know, they'll always be the little babies to me. Yeah. So when they were that age, it kind of made me realize, like, you know, I watched my sister struggle a lot, you mm-hmm. know, as a teen mom. And I just realized like, oh, I don't know if this is something I can do. I remember because I was really close with my seventh grade teacher. And the one time she's like, I can't ever imagine you having kids. Like, you know, like she would always say that. And um, I didn't really see myself having, I mean, I always knew I maybe wanted one or two. And <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> let's just say that I've done it too. Like no more kids are coming in this house because I can't do it. But, um. <laughs> I love my kids, but I, other kids, I just, they're a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely understand. And that's so crazy because the same thing was like for me, um, my sister, she's a teen mom. We lived in the house together. Um, and I was always like, you know, I don't want kids. I, my brother ended up having uh, a son the same year. My mom was pregnant the same year. So, but it was a craziness. It was craziness, but I was around a lot of kids and I'm like, okay, like this is enough birth control for me. And I never really wanted kids. And then I met my husband and now it's like, I could see it possibly, but I definitely understand what it's like to be around, you know, those kids and love those kids. And you're like, okay, this is enough. Auntie is like good enough for me. But at some point did that like shift? Um, I guess. So, um, I guess, 
so we went to Keystone, like I had mentioned to you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, like you had mentioned before, we went to Keystone. And um, we had, it was like Christmas vacation or whatever. And Josh's parents had moved to Florida because we were all in Pennsylvania together. Me and Josh have been together since high school. So we were all in Pennsylvania together. And his parents wound up moving to Florida. And they were like, oh, we really want you guys to come down on vacation. And at the time, I was so adamant of like, I'm not leaving Pennsylvania. I'm not going. Like, I was like acting like Pennsylvania is the greatest place on earth to be. Like, I'm not saying that. But like, where I'm from, like, it's like a small town, you know? So I'm like, bro. So um, we went to, we went to Florida on a vacation. And um, I realized that like, hmm, I don't really know if staying in Pennsylvania is all it's cracked out to be like we went to Port St. Lucie and it was absolutely beautiful and I was like this is where I want to be this is okay. where I want to live this is where I you know so Josh wound up graduating like 2015 we moved down there we were in Florida for a year and I don't really know like what was going on I was working at Old Navy he was working his job we were living with his parents um and I don't know if he said, like, do you want to have a baby or, you know what I mean? Like, he was already graduated college at that point. Like, I decided, like, I wasn't going to go back to Keystone. And I was just kind of like, you know, like, what do we want to do from here? Um, Not saying, like, what do we want to do from here? Because I had a job. It's not like I wasn't, like, doing anything. (laughs) And he he was working every day. But then, he like, you know, he said that to me. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, and I think I was 23 when I got pregnant with Luna. So I wasn't, okay. like, I was past, like, the newly age 21. Yeah. Was, like, early 20s, but not, like, mid-20s, you know. So around 23 was kind of, like, where we were, like, I think it was being in a place where it was, like, oh, I don't mind raising my kids here. <laughs> you right. know, I really loved Florida. Florida was, like. Let's talk a little bit about your relationship. So <laughs> if people don't realize now josh is obviously your your oh, yeah. boyfriend <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um and you said you guys been together since high school yes um we have got we have gone to the same school since i think he transferred i went to we went to a school called panther valley i transferred to panther valley in third grade okay. and josh transferred to panther valley in fifth grade so we both have been going to school since like those early elementary wow. days. Wow. Um, I want to say like we first interacted with each other <laughs> probably um, in middle school, but we weren't dating or anything. We just like yeah. love each other. And then we start dating. Was it? It was his junior, my sophomore year, his junior year. Okay. And then, his, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, no, no, no. It was my junior year, his senior year. And okay. That's how long we've been dating. So it'll be 11 years December 3rd. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he's annoying. <laughs> but it's been a lot <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Um, 11 years. Yes, it's a long time. <laughs> yes. It's been a long, long, long time. I'll not sit here and say that um, it, is a, it was an easy relationship. It yeah. was not. 11 years is a long time. Um, with two people who go from being teenagers yes. who do stupid teenager things to being 29 and 28 year olds. Um, but we make it work. <laughs> yeah. I think that's every relationship is going to take work. And, you know, as years yeah. go on, especially like, you know, starting so young, you're literally growing together, finding out who you are, going through like the most, like, I feel like interesting years of your lives together because like yeah. when you're in your twenties, it's like, you're just figuring out who you are, what you want to do and blah, 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 like all that. So I can totally understand that, but you guys definitely make it work and keep it going. Um, <laughs> and so I know you said like when you guys, um, Josh mentioned to you, like, did you want to, you know, start having children and everything? Was the initial plan to be a stay-at-home mom or like, did you, you know, think like, or like, did you possibly thought it, think about working or how did that go? So when we were in Florida, I knew that I wanted to stay, stay home. And I okay. was, um, I was at Old Navy for probably about like three or four years. I was there for a long time. Okay. Like, um, and I literally worked up until I gave birth on July 6th. Mm-hmm. I had to go into the hospital on like July 5th. I remember I worked all day July 3rd. Wow. And then the next day we went to like a baseball game because it was July, the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So we went out and then I went to the hospital that morning to have her. So 
I literally worked up until the day I had her. And my plan, because Old Navy at the time had a really good discount, okay? Like, they had a good discount. Yeah. You got it on the clearance, and you got 25%. Like, it was just a good deal. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to stay working. You know, because I, um, I mean, not to shoot my own corner or anything, but like, <laughs> I am a good employee. And when I work somewhere, they value me. So Absolutely. I was very, I, was very um, I don't want to say, like, involved. Like, if I said, like, hey, this is the schedule I prefer, they would put me on that schedule because they knew that like I was going to get the job done at whatever right. time it was. You know? So um, my whole goal was to still work and maybe only do it like two days a week on when Josh had off with Luna. And then um, three months into, cause I wasn't going to go back until like, you know, a little while. It was going to take three months and then I was going to go back. And then okay. in three months we actually got the news over Texas mm. and I was like oh I'm gonna transfer I'll just transfer and I'll do that and then when I got here I actually so before we actually moved here uh, I didn't want to because Luna was only three months old I didn't want to drive the 19-hour drive from Texas I mean from Florida to Texas and yeah. then when we first got here we were living with his parents but they the company had gotten them a house with other people and I did not feel comfortable with my three-month-old yeah. living with Josh's mom, his dad, and, like, four other people. Yeah. And um, I lived with his parents for a long time, but not other people. I did, yeah, that's that's, that's different. I wanted to be like, oh, is she just at home? And you know, I just was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be with my mom. So I went home and I stayed with my mom for about a month. And then we came to Florida. Okay. Um, and, I mean, we came to Texas. And, um that's when we made our way here and I realized early on that I did not want to put my kid in daycare like that was 100% not gonna happen um I know a lot of people like daycares and I know a lot of people it has worked so well and I do not bash any mom who right. wants to work a job like do what you is best for you your mental health your family you gotta do what works but for me I was like absolutely not okay <laughs> there are too many fucking stories for me I would never, I, I can't even forgive myself on days where I just feel like I'm yelling. Like I would never be able to forgive myself yeah. on a day, you know, I, I couldn't. So, um, daycare has been number one, like absolutely not. And for the first, I mean, Luna hasn't been out of the house, not out of the house. Cause clearly she has been like out and out of my sight and like, you know, she's going with her grandparents and stuff, but, um, she's never been in daycare okay. or anything like that for four years. And she just left to go like outside of the house um, when she started kindergarten this year. So I successfully stayed home with her. Um, I mean, I did do a little um, uh, MLM in the middle of that. I had to think of the correct word to say, you know, <laughs> to be able to keep continuing staying home to help pay the bills. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Josh's job can sustain us now. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what Girl. am I doing? Why am I stressing myself out for what? Why am I doing all of this and working a full-time social media job? Like, what does that look like? That's like, no. So I was like, um, no, we're good. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't need to do this. Uh, being a full-time mom is I'm um, being a mom, uh, stay-at-home mom is a full-time job. Is that what I'm trying to say? Like, or two? Because like, yeah. oh my gosh! And you have two. At, you had two kids at home at once, and yeah. So I, I, I would, I would do too. It definitely was a transition when I went from one to two. Um, okay. Because I had to remember, you know. Like, not saying it like that, but like really, like that Luna needs just as much attention as Manny did as a newborn. Absolutely. And it was really hard for me because I did wait a normal amount of time in between because I was like, I want her to still be able to be a baby mm. and get all of the love of a baby. You get what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Sometimes the babies are still so close that like you forget that that one's so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like even with them being two years apart, it's like two months and three months two months no two years and three months apart i still feel like i need to actively like give her the you know what i mean the yes five now and he's three and i still feel like that yeah. um i mean this is gonna me go on a tangent or something that i saw you know i saw this um tiktok yesterday last night and i was crying about it <laughs> she, there was this lady she said that 
you know, um, she's been actually going to therapy because she's a yeller. And I was like, I'm a fucking yeller. Like, mm. And I communicate and yell. Like, Josh always be like, why can't you just say something? And like, yes, I just can't. Like my Some people can't. Even me talking to you right now, like my voice is elevated. Like, <laughs> it's just how I talk. It comes out loud. It, I can't speak slow. I mean, unless I'm really nervous or shy or pissed. It's just not going to come out. Um, but, you know, I realized, like, I'm a yeller. And when she was saying it, it was, like, really resonating with me. And she had, like, put that, like, her, because she's going to therapy for it, that her, like, therapist said that, like, she should set time aside, like, dedicated time to just sit there and play. And I'm like, I have never done that. Mm. Like, yeah, occasionally I'll be like, eh, like, you know what I mean? Like, joking around. But I do it for, like, two minutes. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. I don't have any. <laughs> Um, imagination in that sense, you yeah. know, and I feel so bad because I love my kids to death. If you want to got color, guys, you can color. If you guys want to like paint or draw, right? Like, I've seen that on my stories before, and you know, I'm always posting about the kids. Like we do that type of stuff, but when it comes to like imagination play and one on one time, it's never really like strictly one on one. So today, actually, I let man have his tablet for a little bit um, because me and him get our one on one time like when we're together while he's in school. And today mm. I just sat there with Lona and I was like, what do you want to do? And she's yeah. like, let's play Barbies. And I sat there for 15 minutes. Excuse me. I put the timer on and I was like, let's just play. And when she when she was done, she was so excited. She hugged me three times while we were Aww. playing. And she told me I was the best mom ever. And I'm like, that's all my baby wanted. And I'm going to cry. Which all she wanted was like to play. And I like, sometimes I overthink it and I think like, you know, being a mom is not easy. Yeah. Being a stay mom, like every day, like you just don't know what's going on i mean being a mom and being a stay-at-home mom is all the same shit but it's crazy but i'm like no i'm i'm really glad that you took the advice though because you saw for yourself how excited she was so like i'm sure you know now it's like okay that's what she you know that will help in daily you know putting in oh i love that understand what you're saying um i know i had a conversation with my sister we were just saying how we're both trying to break those like generational curses of what our parents are or people that are in our family and break that cycle so i love that you are aware and self-aware and you are trying to change your behavior because i think you know you're growing as well as your kids as well but i love when you just taking something like that and listening to you know play 15 minutes and it just changed her perspective or knowing that you know maybe yelling all the time isn't the best thing because my mom was definitely a yeller love her but she was definitely a yeller and my sister is now a yeller i don't have children but if i did i probably would be a yeller um so i can i can definitely understand but um it's definitely a good thing and don't ever you know be ashamed the fact that you're so transparent about it is a great thing um, I feel like more people should be transparent, you know, like yes. sometimes when I was doing, um, it work and I just realized that some days I just felt like I wasn't being authentic to me. You know, I felt like I had to be this person who's happy and all the time. And like, sometimes like I'm just having a bad ass day. Yes. Sometimes the kids are fucking freaking out and I just, I can't handle it. And sometimes they go to bed, their bedtime is at seven, but sometimes they can be in there at six thirty because it's just too much and I can't do it. Yes. Yeah, there's sometimes <laughs> it just gets a little crazy. And I felt like sometimes I felt like um, we talk about the imposter syndrome a 
lot, like in all the leadership training and stuff that we did. And I would feel like, am I this positive person? Because sometimes I really don't feel like it. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, I am that person that I put on. But sometimes I just couldn't put on that face, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Like I couldn't turn it on. And I just felt like I had to be that person 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard on me to not only be the person for everyone in my house, but I was leading a team of girls of like 25 people, you know, like, and there was these people and these people and these people. So like there was constantly a whole bunch of people under me and I had to be that, Yeah. you know, that strong yeah. person. And I'm like, oh, I want to freak out today. I don't want to answer any yep. questions, you know? And, um, it just, it was really hard. So I went, um, through like imposter syndrome and like, is this who I really am? I'm just extremely self-aware sometimes. So I just feel like, authenticity and transparency is 100% me. Like, yep. you are going to get what you're going to get. I'm going to tell you. Like, if we're yeah. having, when we would do leadership trainings and stuff, I would come on and I would drop an F-bombs. I would be, I would just be. <laughs> Yourself. Yep. Yes. Because, like, being a different person does not feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And I will not stick with it for long. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah. Um, so... I lost my train of thought. The wine's starting to okay. kick in. I know we talked about this. You said you knew you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom from the beginning when you found out you were pregnant, right? You said, yeah. okay. Um, and then you got into the LMM? Oh. Yeah, MLM, yeah. MLM. Um, and did that. Um, so, like, was that your way of like maybe finding something well you said I know it was like also financial but was that like did that give you some sense of like um like self-identity because you know when you become a mom you kind of get zoned into being a mom and you know you start to kind of I've I've heard I mean I, I don't have kids again um people feel like they lose themselves or they're not you know they they're so focused on being parents and moms and stuff um, so was that also a way that you felt like you were still kind of being Angelica and who she is? Yeah, um, I will say when I had Luna and I started to be at home, I really did lose myself. I really didn't know who I was um, because before that, I had a job since I was 16 years old. Mm. And I'm not saying, um, <laughs> like, I have always wanted to be the harder worker, hardest worker in the room. I remember one time me and Josh, who actually just walked in the door, um, oh. <laughs> we both worked at Old Navy together and I was like doing something with the pants and they were like, wanted us to do something. He's like, why are you like going so fast? Like, what are you doing? Like, like why are you working that hard? And like, it's just who I am. Like, okay. I just, like you're going to tell me to do something, I'm going to do it to my best ability. So, yeah, Josh said I'm an overachiever. So, um, <laughs> and I want them to be like, oh, Angelica, we know you can job done so when I became a stay-at-home mom and I was just like being a mom I didn't have the constant praise of oh Angelica's gonna do this like I didn't gotcha. have uh, that, that outside source of validation I guess you could say and um I started doing um MLM uh, March of 2017 yeah okay. it was March of 2017 so Luna was about a year and a half year old a year and a half years old and um when I started it I was recently like starting to lose baby weight and I got, I just started doing all that kind of stuff. I was losing baby weight. Um, Maybe this is a way for me to be able to bring in some money. And then when I start doing it, I realized that when um, I started like getting my wins and stuff, I realized like, oh shit, like this is what I need. This is the validation I need. Like, this is what I need to like feel like myself again, because um, I, one of my love language is words of affirmation mm. and when people like people tell me like like oh i love you you're so positive like that feel, that fuels me like um words of affirmations and gifts like <laughs> josh needs to bring me a chocolate bar home like all the time <laughs> i'm like bro like literally just a bar of chocolate that is what makes me happy so that <laughs> is what i mean but i needed that external um uh, validation mm-hmm. and that's what Emma did for me for a while until I just started to put too much of my value and who I thought I was as a person into a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I thought that dollar amount that was deposited into my bank account 
was a value of my self-worth. Got it. And I let it get to me so, because I was doing so well that when I wasn't doing well, I let it get, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yep. But that is what helped me find myself again. And, uh, you know, I did lose myself as well though, again, because I had another baby. Yes. So let's talk about that. Uh, The next part is, so after you had Luna and you said you're doing the, what is it? MLM? I keep forgetting. MLM. MLM. And then um, you got pregnant with your son. Now, was that planned or was that a surprise or like? Um, I mean, I don't want to say it wasn't like, I guess Manny was planned. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say Manny was planned. Okay. I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't prevented. Okay. Yeah, like, it wasn't. Like, got it. I wasn't like, I'm going to get pregnant. It was just kind of yeah. like. It, it happened. <laughs> Um, no prevention was taken. <laughs> Got it. Um, but uh, I, when I got pregnant with Penny, I was, I was losing weight. I felt so good. I was, I got myself back down to 180 pounds. Like I was feeling so good. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant and um, yeah, man, that was a rough pregnancy for me. Mm. Um, I had pre-partum depression. Like it was so bad to the point where like, some days I just literally didn't even want to get up off the couch. Like I've I never just heard of that. Work. Yeah. Um, I didn't get, know about it. So I told my doctor, like, this is what I'm feeling like, bro. <laughs> like what is yeah. going on? And she wants to put me on medication, but she's like, there's no like, you know, studies that show if it would affect the baby or not. And I was like, well, then I'm not going to do it. Like right. I'm going to have to deal with the way that I feel. And, um, I wish, like, you know, I don't think people talk about how much having, I already had depression and anxiety before I even had kids. So when I had kids, it, and when I was pregnant, your hormones are fucked. <laughs> they are crazy. You're all over the place. And I was an emotional basket case. I remember one time Josh tried to take me, I think it was Bush shaking. <laughs> And we went, and he was like, this is good. And I literally cried, and I would not eat the chicken, and we had to go home. And he was like, we're not going anywhere else. We're fucking going home. Like, you're literally crying over chicken because you didn't want this chicken. Like, and I was like, it's disgusting. I can't believe you would bring me here. But it was crazy. Um, I was unhinged as I was pregnant with Manny, like, completely psychotic. Um, and it took me a little while to find myself. And... Um, I struggled probably for about three months after I had man. And then I was like, you know what? I'm back. I'm ready to get back in this. I'm mm-hmm. good. And then for about, I don't know, maybe like six months I was okay. And then it crept back up again. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to lose myself and I was starting to feel super overwhelmed. And I also feel like it has a lot to do with, you know, trying to balance being at home. Mm-hmm. with the two kids trying to be a good girlfriend make sure there's not saying making sure but I am the type of girlfriend who makes sure that everyone I do make everyone's breakfast I make sure right. everyone has lunch. I do make dinner every night like yeah. home to food every day. I mean he doesn't have any food right now because I didn't make any today but um he like there's always food you know right and I always that's just who I am as a person I always want to be the one to clean the house like my house is pretty much always clean right now I probably need to vacuum or sweep or something but for the majority like you're never gonna walk in and be like her house is disgusting you know mm-hmm. I'm just the type of person who wants to be on top of everything and um sometimes that when I'm trying to balance everything that's how I lost myself again and it took me leaving completely MLM and just finding who I was again and that was taking breaks from social media, not mm-hmm. being on Facebook, deleting the apps off my phone to stop checking them. Um, Cause let's be honest, social media is an addiction. Yes. yes and it, is. it gets a little crazy. <laughs> and yeah. you compare yourself to people who are winning and- Yes, it could be so negative. Be- so yes. negative. So negative. And sometimes I felt like, are people comparing themselves to me thinking that like, she's got it all together. When a, when a bitch today didn't have anything together. <laughs> <laughs> I know I um, feel that I feel that <laughs> so, um, how was the transition from one child to two child and then being a stay-at-home mom for two and like how how you felt during that whole process so I mean for that like it was um it was hard um 
but I feel like we got to a really good routine and I'm able to do it now okay. <laughs> very successfully. Um, you know, when obviously Luna was my first baby, so she was like, I don't want to say like she had all of my like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? Right. You, like, it was a no learning idea. process. Yeah. She was my learning experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when she, it was just her, she was up until 10 and we would be exhausted all the time because we were just like living off of Luna's schedule and yeah. Luna's world. And then when I had two, I was like, I can't, because he would go to bed, Manny would go to bed at like early, like he would be up pretty much for the day. He was such a good sleeper. Um, and, you know, he would go to bed and then Luna would still be up until 10 and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't ha- like have one baby asleep and me wanting to go to bed because I've been up all day with two kids and having the other one. So now i've effectively we have a really good schedule um and we try to do stick to a schedule i will say having more than two kids in your household you need a schedule children thrive off of schedule they thrive off of routines Mm -hmm. they thrive off of knowing what is next um you know uh they go to bed at seven every night like there's no budging on bedtime unless we're out and we're not home to be at bed at seven okay Um, but we have a seven o'clock bedtime. They wake up at six thirty, sometimes seven. Like they don't need to be up any later if they're waking up that early in the morning. Because if I put them to bed at ten o'clock, their eyeballs are still popping open at six a.m. So <laughs> you go to bed at seven, and you can wake up at your time that you wake up. And um, then that gives me time to be myself, and yes. that gives me time to sit here and watch my shows and to do something like this, yes. or to record a YouTube video, or give myself a pedicure at home. Like it just gives me me time and that also gives me time um to hang out with josh, <laughs> to hang out with josh but also <laughs> my me time outside of josh um, yes you know i love him but i i, I like to be alone yes <laughs> I like alone time. no <laughs> yes so that's so funny you said a lot of stuff that i was going to actually ask you um the first one was um schedules like is that how you kind of like maintain um i guess how do I say it? Like, um, so it's not chaotic. Well, I'm sure it's a little chaotic anyway, but how it's like a little smoother, uh, schedule you, you have like a set schedule that you go by from day to day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So normally the kids wake up around six thirty-seven, and then we kind of just do like a morning hangout. Like, you know, for some reason, my kids want to get dressed at the crack of dawn. Like they're literally <laughs> in their closet, picking out their clothes. Oh. Like, Um, 
he plays a little bit with whatever, has watching a movie, and then around like 10, I'm like, okay, it's bedtime. Because like, I have to have him up from his nap right. at lunch before we start to go walk and get Lou, because it's a, it's, a, it's a mile and a half walk. So I'm like, I need you to eat before we go. Yeah. Like, he's a cranky person when he wakes up, like his mom. I'm not very happy when I first wake up in the morning <laughs> or at all. I'm like, if I take a nap and you immediately try to talk to me after that nap, like, I don't care if it's over from sleep, don't talk to <laughs> Let me wake up. <laughs> But, um, and Josh still has not learned that after 11 years, he'll still come in here and talk to me after that. Um, so, uh, our schedule, our schedule has, um, gotten a little bit different with, um, with Luna being in school. So me and man, he'll wake up, he'll have lunch and then we walk and go get her. And that is like Manny walks, she walks, they get some exercise in and then we come home. I am beat. Because I just walked three miles. <laughs> so um, I let them have their tablet. That's when they have their tablet time. I take a shower. Yeah. Sometimes I give, I give them a shower after. Um, and it depends on, like, if they're like, oh, we want to wait until, like, right before bedtime. And then I give them it. And then at 5, I take an hour break before I do anything. Then at 5, I go and I start making dinner. And then I start winding them down. We get ready for bed. But I kids thrive on the schedule. And they know that, like... It's tablet time when we first come in. They know that right after tablet time is dinner time. They yes. know that it's time for a shower. You know, they they know their schedule. They know how it goes, what we're doing every morning. Um, and I think that's good because it gives them a sense of normalcy. It gives mm-hmm. them a sense of, I don't want to say control, but yeah, because when you're a little kid, you're not in control of anything. And like when they know what's going to come next, it gives them yeah. a little bit of power, I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. they know what's going to happen. Um, and I don't want to say I didn't have that um, as a sense of like of a schedule, but I don't think I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think that uh, the things that we know about growing up or child development, um, my parents practice, I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess I, I guess they didn't. So, uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. No, the schedule <laughs> seems like it helps a lot. Um, and then the next thing that you brought up briefly was um, your me time, your time to yourself. I wanted to know how do you kind of, you know, obviously taking care of your household, being the mom. How do you find time to be you? What do you like to do to kind of feel like yourself, feel a little bit good? Um, honestly, I really like like to enjoy filming videos um, for YouTube. And yes. that, that, honestly, like, that's one thing I missed about you know, doing what I was doing is so many people would message me and be like, Oh my God, I miss you. Like where's Van? Is everything okay? And I was like, people actually care. And when you, we were starting in the beginning of this, you were like, I just enjoyed watching you. And I'm like, I started watching YouTube probably around when everything started with like quarantine. I started getting into like series of stuff there. And I was like, I feel like I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying it to Josh for like so long. I'm like, I think I can do it. Like I really do. I told my sister I think I can do it. And it took me, can you, I was going to say, I had your back. I was like, you got this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just can't help that he's not the center of attention. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I like to re- uh, not record myself, but I realized, like, you know, people like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and they do want to watch. And I watch people do what I'm doing yeah. and um I anytime they upload I'm like oh they uploaded let me watch their video I like watching call videos um I when I first started watching YouTube I was more makeup you know because that was like the thing <laughs> when mm-hmm. YouTube first came out I was like oh the makeup artist but then I start watching them when they start transitioning into lifestyle I was like I kind of like I don't want to say I have the personality for it but just no you so do crazy. I'll say it for you you do <laughs> <laughs> but you want to know something this is the craziest part about this I, when I was at Keystone, even in high school, it was ninth grade. We had to like create a project. It was like an about me box and it had to be like a whole box that was about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you had to get up in front of people and you had to explain what was in the box. And I literally looked at my, my, my teacher and I said, I am not doing this. I literally called. <laughs> I was like, I am not doing this. I am not getting up in front of the class. And 
I was, I feel like I was nervous because obviously I was a freshman. I probably liked one of the boys in the class and it was just too much for my yeah. as a freshman. Um, and I was like, I will take a zero. He literally gave me a 50%. I failed because I did the project, but I refused to get wow. up there and present myself. And then in college, I took speech online because I was like, I'm not getting up in front of anybody. <laughs> And talking like everyone got me fucked up, <laughs> and they think I'm getting up there and I'm saying a damn word. I'm not delivering a speech to anyone, okay? And now I'm just in this space where I can get on a live, or mm-hmm. you know, me and you have never talked face to face on a camera no. before. and you're going, and, and like I feel okay, but it's just so weird how when I was at those stages in my life, I was so I don't want to say self conscious about everything. But I was mm-hmm. because I didn't know who I was. And coming back to MLM and I, I guess self-care is while I was doing that, self-care was so important of developing yourself. Like, what are your insecurities? Like, what do you need to work on? What are your downfalls? You know, and I always pride myself on my self-awareness. So I know that um, I've struggled with caring too much about what other people think of me. And I still do. Yes. I still do. But I'm also at the point where I don't give a fuck about what anyone yes. I care, but I don't care. At the you same, know? Yeah. Like, I'm worried, but I still don't care. Right. Um, so I guess like my self-care really um, is taking the time to just like work on those things that I am self-aware about. Um, taking that time to read books because I love to read. I am a reader. I love to get lost. There's so many stories up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to also say... You know, Josh sometimes says, he'll be like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't even know how I know that. I just read and I like to read things. And I feel like sometimes that brings knowledge. Like you have no idea what a random book will stick with you. Anyway, I like to read. I like to binge watch shows, honestly. Okay. I really do. I like to watch shows. That really brings me. And girl, cleaning makes me feel so fucking good. Really? I don't know if it's because, like, it makes me feel accomplished. Mm. But I'm like, oh, my house is clean. I love a candle. It smells good. Oh, my. Like, when I you light that candle, it's over. <laughs> yes. When you turn on those wax belts and everything smells so good, it smells like, um, what is it, fabuloso when you walk in the door? Like, yes. that is what I want my house to smell like. I always want it to smell clean. Like, Josh had mentioned the one day, um, he, I don't know what he said, but I'm like, listen, if it, if it involves anything to bring in the house that's going to stink, I'm sorry, it ain't happening. Because I need my house, when someone yes. walks in, I want freshness. Yes. Nothing smelly. Yes. Um, but, uh, sorry, I'm like going off of my tangent again. No, you're fine. I I feel the same way. Like, I love smell goods. My house has, we have like wax warmers. We have yeah. a thousand candles. We have... Um, oil burner, like we are obsessed with it. So I completely understand. So, um, your YouTube, um, you said reading books, watching shows, those are your things that kind of make you feel a little like good and kind of keeps you true to who you are. And it makes you feel like you're not just mom all the time, mom, mom, mom. So you kind of get lost in that. That's good. So Oh, it's, I'd like to listen to podcasts as well. That's another yes, thing too. Yes. I gotta stay up on my um my random people, you know? <laughs> yes. Um so I, I know you mentioned your YouTube and we're gonna talk about your YouTube in just one second, but I wanted to go over a quick little um Q and A. Just two little questions I have. Um and answer these as best as you can, you know, nothing crazy, but um what are some stay at home mom myths? that you can think of that you don't think is true or like that you want to talk about Uh uh-huh like that you do nothing all day yes um i see so many people um even other moms like oh get a job like first of all when people say get a job like it's just so easy like daycare isn't a thousand dollars a month who has an additional thousand? I mean, yeah, but basically you have to get a job that's going to mm-hmm. be able to pay your daycare plus pay. Sorry, I have the notifications popping up. Um, you have to pay your daycare plus pay your bills. And I just feel like if you're a stay-at-home mom and you decide to have kids, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like my main priority right now as a mom is to be a fucking mom. Mm. And that means that, and this is another thing too, you know, um, 
there are some days where I don't do anything. There are some days where I'm just chilling. But for the most part, my kids are always fed. There's always going to be clean clothes on their back. Their teeth are always going to be brushed there. And if that's all I did that day, that's all I fucking did. But let mm. me just say, that's still doing something. Right. Sitting there and taking my kids on the back porch to color, that's doing something. Kids is a full-time job. Um, kids making sure they have meals. I'm a full-time chef. I'm not a chauffeur because a bitch don't drive. Um, <laughs> but um, chef. I, what, what would you call laundry? Launder. <laughs> I'm like, doing <laughs> yeah, all the time, you know, and I never, I don't say I never get a break, but Josh does work from nine o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night. He's not here often. And sometimes on his days off, he does have to go in. So the person that's the crying, the, the nurse, the yeah. caregiver, the, the comforter, like that's all me, the discipliner, that's all me. So the myth between behind a stay-at-home mom that she's doing nothing all day is absolutely false and I don't think anyone um, will ever understand it until they go through it I completely and I agree. wish more men I guess you could say uh, had to go through it so that they could just experience like this shit ain't easy Mm-mm. I'm yeah. so glad that you brought that one up because that's I, I was hoping because it really is like even me I don't have kids <laughs> But I swear, having a husband is like... <laughs> I got three kids. I got three of them. Because I have to maintain my household. I pack his lunch. I, he, you know, I make sure his laundry's done. Making sure, you know, he has beverages. Like, it's a lot. And then imagine, like, having one child, two children. It's a lot. So, and then... He to find his keys. And somehow I got roped into finding his keys. I'm like, are you a 29-year-old man? Do you know how to look for something? Why am I looking for something that I don't even use? And I'm over here helping him. Turns out Manny hid them under the table. But it it wasn't me. Like, what am I doing? Like, are you my son? Like, I have to be well, at least it was hidden. Usually when my husband can't find something, it's right in front of his face. So, I literally right there i'm like it amazes me but whatever um what would they do without us exactly (laughs) um and then the next one like i said answer this as best you can what do you think is the hardest part for you of being a stay-at-home mom i would say um that i'm not doing enough Mm. um or that i'm not doing it right um and there is no right way to be a mom. Right. There isn't a right way. And I know that. And I know that we're learning. And like you had since said before, like breaking those generational curses, mm-hmm. um, that is probably one of the hardest things of just being a mom for me that I struggle with the most because I'll see something and I'm like, oh my God. Like I'll lay here at night after they go to bed and I'm like, shit, did I give them enough today? Like, mm. you know, did I hug them enough? Did I kiss them enough? And I do. I hug them all the time. I yeah. kiss them all the time. Randomly would just be like, I love you. You know, like I do those things all the time. You know, we do words of affirmations together. We read books together. We color together. Um, we just started me and Luna actively playing one-on-one today um, together. But sometimes I just still feel like, and I was crying about it last night. Like I told you, I found that TikTok and I was like, shit like that hit me so hard that it was making me emotional mm-hmm. um and that's one of the hardest things for me like every night pretty much i want to say i will lay here and i'll like think about my day and then i start to cry and then i go and get another kiss while they're in bed and they're asleep because like once it's quiet you have your thoughts to yourself and you're like shit maybe i yelled a little too much today mm-hmm. you know maybe i could have like delivered in a different way because Sometimes um, it's hard. <laughs> like I always see this one, um, this one TikTok, and it was like um, where you have to remember that you're trying to gentle parent, and like you don't react, and then you're like, oh no, I'm so so sorry. Like so, I'll say something or get frustrated, and then I immediately apologize mm. because like I don't want to be reacting that way, right? And I have to remember like deliver it differently. So right. the hardest thing for me is just always did I do enough today? Did I practice what I wanted to practice today? Did I say it calmly? Did I apologize? And I know that might sound crazy, but um, no. to me, I feel like a lot of moms might feel it. No, I feel like that would be something every parent can relate to. Um, 
like I said, I, I'm not a parent, but I, I watched my sister. I know all my friends have kids. I read a lot of Facebook posts because I, I like to feel like I understand what everyone goes through. I like to be very like knowledgeable. And also I like to do research, you know, if one day I am a mom. I, I feel like that is very common that even with anything in life or, you know, we second guess ourselves or question, um, you know, how we did or, you know, how did this go and did I do that right? So I completely, you know, we're human. We always feel, you know, did I, did I do that right? So I can completely understand um, how that feels with, I think everybody can relate to that, especially parents, you know, wondering if they did good or, you know, yeah. so. Hey, my Wine and Wisdom podcast listeners, it's Dee here. I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening as you do and the continued support. It means so much to me. And I just wanted to quickly tell you guys about a company that I have recently joined as a cause entrepreneur called One Hope Wine. As a cause entrepreneur, I get to share One Hope's award-winning wine with you all. And when you support, you're supporting causes all around the world. Because each bottle, a percentage of the proceeds goes towards a nonprofit organization organization. There's plenty of nonprofit organizations that One Hope Wine is giving back to, such as organizations that are fighting hunger and trying to cure cancer and so many more organizations. If you would like to support, go ahead and go to www.onehopewine.com slash my shop slash D-R-D-A-R-A-H hyphen O-W-E-E-N-S and there's so many different types of wines, rosés, red wines, sparkling wines, and you can also get custom bottles there. So go ahead and check out my shop. And as always, thank you for your support. I just quickly have to go over today's wine of the day. Of course, it's going to be One Hope. Um, you guys know I'm a cause entrepreneur for them. And I got their California Moscato sparkling wine delivered on vacation, and I'm so glad I did. This was like the perfect type of drink for me. I love um, bubbly champagne, anything that's sparkling has been my thing lately. And then it also was like a kick of sweetness. So it was like perfect. Um, I love Moscato. So if you love Moscato or even our sparkling wine, um, you'll probably really enjoy this. It's um, a white and it's it's just perfect. It's a perfect amount of sweetness. Um, and it's very... Um, it's just very light and it's perfect summer drink, I think. And even you can use this in a sangria. Um, I had it alone cause it was just so good. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Um, you guys can check it out at my wine shop at www.onehope.com slash my shop slash Diara, D-A-R-A-H hyphen Owens, O-W-E-N-S. And it's the California Moscato sparkling wine. Um, like I said, it's perfect. Um, even if you aren't a sweet wine drinker, I suggest trying a sparkling wine at least once, especially this one, because it's not super sweet. It's like the perfect amount of sweetness. Um, so again, check out my wine shop. And if you do, let me know what you guys think. Um, I love their wines. And I'm trying so many different ones. And this one is definitely one of my favorites. The last question that I have um, is, why do you think it's important to have a, a more of an identity than just, you know, being a mom? Why do you think it's important for you to try to maintain who you are? So um, I remember when I was losing myself a little bit and I met with this life coach and she's like, so everything you're telling me is that you're a mom, you're a girlfriend, you're a business owner, but who are you? Mm. And when she said that to me, I was like, I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know who I am. And I remember like, think back to when we were in like middle school, right? Mm -hmm. And they would be like, tell us three things about yourself. And like you instantly, I'm like, what the fuck do I like? Right. I, I, used, to, I used to dread Same. when they used to do that to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that even at those ages, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. You know, now I can say, like, I'm a reader. <laughs> you know, I love to read. I love, I'm like, I am a mom. And I would say that is a personality trait. But I am also, you know, um, extremely self-aware. I pride myself in being authentic i pr pride myself in being transparent you know mm -hmm. in those times though you don't know those things about yourself 
So um, it's really important to take the time to just figure out who you are Mm -hmm. because you will get lost. You will get lost and you will go through every single day not knowing what is going on, Mm -hmm. who you are, what the purpose is. Because like there were times where like I would be like, what am I doing? Like Mm -hmm. literally just waking up, going to sleep, waking up, going to sleep. That's how it literally was waking up and going to sleep. That was my entire day. And um, when I started to find myself again, like just the little things of just doing your makeup. Mm. Feeling like the bad bitch that you are, you know, like, <laughs> those are things that we really take for yes. sometimes though, you know, like those little things. And if you're a mom and you're just having a bad day, like sometimes get ready. You will instantly just feel better. Like I remember, um, I used to call my leader that I did uh, MLM with, she used to call me Angelica motherfucking Santiago. Like she would like <laughs> tighten me up that way. She's like, go get ready right now and remind yourself who you are. Yes. And I would go and get ready. I would curl my hair. I'd put my makeup on and I would feel so much better. She's like, when was the last time that you took time to put something into yourself? And yes. Like, Shit. And it would always just make me feel better. So I just, oh my God, I just feel like, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm drinking water. I don't know what's happening. Um, I just feel like finding who you are is so important, especially when uh, when you're in when you're in that new space because it can just get so blurred. Everything gets so blurred, and you can spend so much time focusing on everybody else that you forget about yourself. And um, I don't want to say that I feel like. I'm a selfish person in that sense, but I am very strict with my boundaries. I am very, very strict with, if I feel like it's too much and I have too much going on, like, no, I'm sorry. And, um, I, (laughs) I know I'm kind of just like going off, but boundaries are very important as well because you can only give so much and you can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. I completely agree. So you said that you do um, affirmations and I usually have a daily affirmation segment in the show. So I have a good affirmation that I want to end the episode with for the, um, and it's a mom affirmation that I think everyone will like, Um, but there is no way to be a perfect mother, but a million ways to be a good one. So, I think everyone, I think that's a good one. Um, Thank you so much for being so transparent and open and talking about what it's like. Um, The very, very last thing I have here is um, a quick fact about being a stay-at-home mom. So I found this fact on verywellfamily.com. Um, just a quick one that I found that I really want to talk about is said, according to Pew Research Center, social and demographic trends, 60% of Americans say a child is better off with at least one parent at home. Another 35% said kids are well off with both parents working outside the home. But 60%, that's pretty, I, I completely agree. And I think that, um, a lot of milestones in a child's life, um, being a stay-at-home mom, you get to be there for. Um, so I think it's a beautiful thing. Luckily for you, you are blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm very happy that you get to, you know, see all those milestones that, you know, and I think your kids will also, you know, take account for it and look back on it and be very glad. And just like you have memories. Yeah. Memories of your mom. They'll have those memories of you as well. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming. And, uh, like I said, being transparent and talking about the goods, the bads and, um, everything about being a stay at home mom and Angelica has a YouTube channel. Can you really quickly tell everybody about your YouTube channel and where they can find everything? Yeah, so um, my YouTube channel is more of like a lifestyle blog channel. Um, it has some polls and stuff in there as well. Um, but really why I started it is because I was watching YouTubers and stuff for a little while and I realized, hey, I think I can do this and I have a personality for it. And uh, for about a year, I convinced myself that I couldn't do it and I would say, oh, I'm going to do it and then I would never do it and I filmed a video and then I was like, I hate it. I'm not going <laughs> to that. And then, um, you know, I finally, you know, 
August like 23rd, I was just like, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to film a YouTube introduction video. And I did it. And all I can say is, guys, don't talk yourself out of it. If you want to do something, freaking do it. Yes. Um, it doesn't matter if you don't have a camera. I do everything from my cell phone. <laughs> um, you start at start and you can only go up from here. So um, my YouTube channel is just, it's authentic. It's real. Um, there's not too much crazy. Like you won't see there's some crazy stuff that goes on on YouTube, but that's not on my channel. So <laughs> if you guys are interested, in, my name is just Angelica Santiago. My name. Yes. Um, and I personally, I've watched a few, I have to catch up on a few, but it's just very, your channel's very wholesome. Um, it's definitely like, like it's mom life. I loved your one haul. You guys went to five below five and below. Yeah. And it's just like, if you're looking for, you know, good family, uh, definitely go check out again, Angelica Santiago, um, check out her YouTube channel and, Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time.